0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hi guys, it's really an honor to be with you. Um, Us as tall men on stage. um, (laughs) We want to sing to see us because it's his birthday tomorrow. I don't know if you know. We love him. I know you guys love him. So we're going to sing together. Is that good? Happy birthday. All pastors can sing. So, um... I'm not going to sing. <laughs> so we're going to sing for him. Okay, are you guys ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear see us. Happy birthday to you. Yes, let's give him a hand. We love him. Awesome. Awesome. If you've got your Bibles with you or whatever you use to read the Word of God with, you can open it in Romans 15. Romans 15. I just want to say as you are turning there that um, it's really a great honor to be here. I've, I got saved in this church 14 years ago. And um, I responded to one of CS's many altar calls. I, I resisted for the first four services, but the fifth Sunday, I couldn't say no anymore. So, um, yeah, it's really an honor to be here. God saved me, did an amazing work in my life. And I, I want to I wanna just tell you, I don't know if you know, but you're really privileged to be in this church. Okay. Um, so we want to honor your pastors, honor James and the worship band for all the work they're doing. James, we were first years together. You were in that ugly Republik van Helderberg place. I was in Eiskreis, Eismais, Eismaree—that beautiful place there on campus. I mean, all the Eismaree guys. <laughs>
1: yes, brother.
0: There we go. There we go. We need some more. You, 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 we need some more. You need to evangelize there in. Um, <laughs> We need some more. But it's an it's an it's an honor to uh, yes, do we have a second marega here on the left? No? Aisfissar, fisser <laughs> Okay. We'll pray for the fisser guys after the sermon. Uh, in the left hand corner. So um it's it's great to be with you. It's an honor to be in this church. Um, I don't know if we you know that, but um Honor your pastors, honor your leaders, really, and honor for us all these vibrant, young, Potsdam people that um, make a lot of noise. They're with us. We, yeah, we're privileged to be with you. We learn a lot from you guys. So thank you for hosting us and staying in your homes and and um, just having us. We love you. Eh? We're family. So when you when you come to Porch, please visit us. Um, it would be great. Romans 15 verse. Thirteen. Our, our title for this evening is "I Dare You." Say to your neighbour, I, you. "I Dare You." Now I know you—you you are church people, so you never played this game, truth and dare. Did you ever play this game? Yeah. I know we can't tell those stories in church, but I'm going to dare you tonight. Okay, I'm going to dare you to do something different this week and maybe for the rest of your life hopefully but i want to read to you romans 15 verse 13 it says the following says may the god of hope may the god of hope do you know that god is filled with hope tonight it's great news he's filled with hope for this campus he's filled with hope for this church he's filled with hope for your life he's filled with hope For your studies, and I know you're saying that only God can be filled with hope for your studies, but He's filled with hope for your future husband, your future wife. He is full of hope. Amen? Full of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That's two of the things that come with hope, is joy and peace in believing, so that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may... Abound in hope. That's what's going to happen tonight. You are going to abound in hope. We're going to strengthen your hope. We're going to grow your hope. You're going to leave this place full with hope. I mean, it's so easy to to be fearful and to be anxious these days. You open the the paper. You put on the news. You listen to what's going on, to all the predictions, all the philosophies, everything. And it's easy for us to be anxious and fearful. So the day tonight is to be filled with hope. To live a different life, filled with hope. To see with the eyes of Jesus. To speak with the words of Jesus. And to think like Him. And, and I, I, I want to pray that that is the way that we will leave this place tonight. So just one quick prayer. And then we're going to start. Lord, we thank you that you are in this place. Thank you that in worship we sensed your presence. And Jesus, thank you that your word says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And tonight it's our honor and our privilege to be here with you. Open our hearts, open our minds, change our eyes so that we can see you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen Amen. and Amen. I need two people to quickly bring me their glasses if uh, spectacles whatever you want to call them if you can find your seat afterwards that would be great this one I need another one anyone with glasses ah, here we have one awesome Eugene please help her <laughs> she will see it's a healing no, okay <laughs> Matthew 11 we're gonna we're gonna read this scripture together Matthew 1128 Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes we read the same scripture, different people, and we get something else. You will hear this sermon tonight, and probably most of you will walk out of this place, and you heard something else than the guy sitting next to you. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so sometimes we read the word, and the word means something to us, and it's the way the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but it's also the glasses that we have on. The perspective that we read the Word of God with. So, so this glasses—it's quite thick. Okay, this is um, Yuan, and Yuan cannot see anything. Um, (laughs) Yuan is in his in his room. It's early morning. It's six o'clock. The light is not working. It's ice fisser, okay? So, so nothing is working in there. And, um, and it's cold and his, his roommate is snoring and he's thinking by himself, why do I need to get up to read the word? It's because Sia said that's what every good Christian does. So I'm doing it. Um, but I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy. I'm reading the word because I have to. It's early. And this is how I read Matthew 11. 28, okay, I am going to try to do it with this wonderful glasses. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Johan thinks, that's me. <laughs> I labor a lot in this ice fisser. It's a lot of labor needed in this place. And I am heavy laden. Yes, that's me. And I will give you rest. Jesus, all I want to do is just Sleep. That's how you can give me rest, but I'm in your word. Take my yoke upon you. Yes, that yoke is heavy. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I need that rest, Jesus, I need that rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Well, it it, it feels quite heavy to me. It's quite dark in my hostel, it's quite dark in this country and I'm not really filled with hope. That's how I read Matthew eleven twenty eight. Now this is um Shante's glasses. It's it's really much more lighter. Okay. She is in a private res. There's some great lightning in there. Everything's working. It's early morning. She she woke up at five to go for a jog. She's in the word that I know all of you does and she's in the word at six and she's excited about the word of God she reads it because she wants to read it because she's excited the word of God it's alive it's a two-edged sword and it's going to change her this morning okay so she reads Matthew eleven twenty-eight. come to me yes Jesus I want to come to you all who labor and are heavy laden uh, I labor, Jesus, but I'm not, I'm not heavy laden. It's, I'm fine and I will give you rest. Yes, I've experienced that rest, Jesus, and it's the sweetest thing. It's the best thing. I want more of that rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. And she's thinking by herself, isn't that the greatest privilege of my life? John was thinking, I'm already here to learn. My engineering is enough. It's, it's heavy now. I have to learn some more. But she's thinking, I'm learning from the greatest teacher that ever walked the face of the earth. What a privilege. He's written more books. There's more songs being sung to him than any other person on earth. More books written about him. Most influential person ever. And I get to meet him. My own personal mentor, coach, living inside of me. What a privilege. What a privilege. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. Yes, Lord. I've experienced that. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I wanna, I wanna burden with you, Lord. I wanna walk with you. I wanna be with you. Isn't it the glass people, you can g- come and get your glasses again. Let's give them a hand. They will find their seats. Is that yours? Yes. Isn't it like that, that sometimes we look at the same thing, but two people see different stuff? They see totally different pictures. They hear something totally different. I want to I want to tell you tonight that your hope, your level of hope is determined by what you see. By what you see. What do you see when you look around you? What do you see when you look uh, uh, to the country? What do you see when you look at the paper? God asked Jeremiah and he says, Jeremiah, what do you see? Now, why would God ask him that if, if, if it was something before him? Because two people can see different things. What do you see? And he describes something to God. There's a lot of prophets in the Old Testament. God said to them, what do you see? What do you see tonight? What do you see when you look at yourself? What do you see when you look at your circumstances? What do you see when you look at your future and what you see will determine your hope. It will determine your hope, and I wanna, I wanna pray that tonight God will come and touch our eyes, that we will see with His eyes. We will see with His eyes. Moses sends out twelve spies into, into the Promised Land or into Canaan. It's not the Promised Land, and he says to them, guys, go and look, and come and tell us what you see. And ten of them come back and they say. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful country. It's the land flowing with milk and honey. And we see a lot of great things. We see fruit that's so big that we have to carry it two men at the same time. Grapes that big. Whitney, I don't know if you've seen grapes that big. Okay, I know there's grape farms here and a lot of driver, but you don't see it that big. They, and they say, Moses, it's a beautiful country, but there's one problem. The people is also massive. There's descendants of the Nephilim there. they giants. They're huge. The cities is fortified. We're never going to be able to climb onto the walls and, and battle with them. We, we're going to lose. We need to stay here. And then two other guys, they saw the same thing. They saw the same country. They saw the same people. They, they, everything is the same. And then there was two guys, Joshua and Caleb. Scripture says that they had a different spirit. I believe it's the spirit of faith. They had a different spirit. And, and Caleb says to them, Shush, please. Moses, we need to go into this country. God has already given it to us. That is the voice of hope. That is the voice of hope. Moses, it doesn't matter how, how huge these giants are. We, we've got it because God is with us. The voice of hope says anything is possible with God. It's not wishful thinking. It's the voice of hope. Anything is possible with God. You know how old Caleb was when, when they went into this land? He was 80 years old. Okay, that, That's when you start to slow down. That's when you don't take new territory. And Caleb said, Moses, you can give me the hill countries. I will climb the hill countries. I will, I will get that as territory for us, the Israelites. These guys were filled with hope. Filled with hope. They saw something else. They saw something else. They looked with the eyes of God and said anything is possible. Anything is possible. It's interesting if you go and read that account. It says that these 10 guys said the following. They said we were like grasshoppers in the eyes of the people. Now listen to me. I don't think they went into the country as spies. And did a survey halfway through. And asked the people. Listen. Listen. How do you see us? Okay, so so where did they hear that? Where did they hear that? They felt like grasshoppers. That's how they saw themselves in comparison to these giants. They said, we are insecure. We are unworthy. We will never beat them. We will never have this land. We feel like grasshoppers. We feel so small. And these guys were like... Anything is possible, Moses. Just send us, Moses. Just say the word, and we'll go and we'll get this country for us. The voice of hope versus the voice of fear, the voice of anxiety, and the voice of hope says anything. God, anything is possible with you. Anything. What do you see tonight? What do you see when you when you look at your race? What do you see when you look at this campus? Do you see liberal people everywhere? following their own ways or do you see people that is hungry for God? Do you see the the people in your faculty, the people studying with you, do you see them as people potentially worshipping with you in this place? We had a couple in our church, um, beautiful couple, they really are beautiful, they, I think Hitler would have loved them, blonde hair, blue eyes, um... <laughs> <laughs> And um, they they were pregnant with their third child, and um, they had two two boys, and the third one was a girl. And they got the, the child's name, and name was Ahava, and it meant something to them. God spoke to them about this child, and at 26 weeks, the 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 woman went into labour. Now, if you know anything about medicine and um, giving birth, which I know all the men as experts on then you know that at 26 weeks, it's almost like a death penalty. Because there's a lot of um, things that must still be developed in a baby. So 26 weeks, they sent an SMS and they said, Guys, please pray with us. Please pray with us. And a lot of us, a lot of their friends, we went together and we started to pray. I I want to confess that I went into that prayer meeting thinking, It's over. It's over. They're going to lose this baby. Because we've heard this so, so many times. Miscarriages, babies dying, people, people, um, you know, people losing their children, and um, we went into that prayer meeting, and and it was as if God was in the room. It was one of those times where the presence of God was so tangible, and we started to pray, and and there was a specific time in the prayer meeting where God said, "I want you guys to start to prophesy and declare over this child that that she will live." And that what her name means will be her identity and that there's a redemptive calling on her life. And we started to declare that. We started to pray that. And as we did, our hope levels started to, to grow. Our faith started to, was stirred. And, and we walked out of that place. We sent them voice notes and we said, listen, this, this baby of yours, she's gonna do this and she's gonna do that. And this, this couple was anxious about not losing the child. And we just sent them Prophecies about this is what this baby is going to be. This is what her name means. This is what God is saying about our hope and faith levels was up there. That girl is born. She is kicking and alive. Everything is fine. She can see. Everything is developed. She's a miracle. But we went into that situation and we didn't see life. We saw death. We thought because of the previous reports, it's going to be the same again. But God said something else. God thought something else. God saw something else. And when we started to tap into what that was, what God's plan, something changed in us. Something changed in us. The second thing that will will influence your hope, are you still with me? You're still with me. The second thing that will influence your hope is what you say. It's what you see and it's what you say. Proverbs 1821 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your, your words is powerful. Your words is powerful. If you are grumpy and negative all the time, everything around you will be grumpy and negative. Who likes to be around grumpy and negative people? Okay, don't, because I know there's a grumpy one maybe sitting next to you, so don't raise your hand. No one, no one likes that. No one likes it when our words are filled with negativity and hopelessness and discouragement. We don't like that. It, it's beautiful to me that when, when Isaiah comes into, I think it's, yeah, it's Isaiah, comes into the presence of God. He's got this vision. Isaiah 6, he's got this vision of God sitting on the throne. And he sees God sitting on the throne. He sees something else. You see God sitting on the throne and the first reaction is the following. He says, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. What I say matters. And what I'm saying and declaring is not in line with your word. So touch my mouth. I believe that God wants to touch some of our mouths tonight. You know, we had a guy in our, in, in that beautiful, wonderful place um, that um, he irritated us. I, don't, I hope he's not here tonight. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, when we prayed for, for money for missions, I, would, I struggled with discouragement a lot. And I would sit in his room and I would say, hey, I don't know if, if God's going to come through for me. There's a week left. I still need 10,000 rand. I don't know. Okay? 10,000 rand in that day was a lot of money and it still is. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> And then he would say to me, Gilly, God sends you. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. And then he preaches at me for 10 minutes. And he says to me, go out of the room and go and pray. And then when you're filled with faith, you come back. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. I'm going to do that. (laughs) So whenever we had a problem, we we walked, we, we ignored him. We're like... We do not want to bump into him because he will always challenge us to be filled with hope and filled with faith. What you say is so important. What you, what you speak is so important. We cannot, we cannot declare something else than what we see or what we believe. If, if what we declare is not in line with the word of God or what God wants, then we'll miss it. We'll miss it. We shape what's going on in our life by many times what, what we say. Jesus, isn't this amazing? Jesus, looking at the cross, says the following. Again, looking and saying. He looks at the cross and he says, For the joy set before me. He looks at suffering and he says, It's a joy to suffer. That's something else. The disciples being beaten in prison. Comes out of prison. Now, if you received 39 lashes, how would you be? Would you be filled with with joy and thanksgiving. Yes, Jesus. I, I think if, if we are beaten with 39 lashes, you'll stay in your room for a week. Okay. Paul, when he's thrown stoned, the next day he's in the street preaching. Okay. His nose here, lip here, preaching. Filled with faith and filled with hope. The disciples beaten, they come back and they say the following They said, Lord, what a privilege. To be beaten for your name. Huh, that's, that's hope. That's guys that see and say something else. They say something else. Your words matter. I wanna, I wanna learn you something new. Maybe you already do this, but I, I, I wanna challenge you to do this this week. It's to, to make declarations, to, to choose a, a verse or two, and to declare that verse over your life. When I was when I was here in, in university I struggled with addictions. So my friends in Ismare taught me to say Luke ten nineteen. Now, Luke ten nineteen says the following it says God has given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. It's powerful. So they said every time you want to smoke chili, you say this verse. I'm like, okay, that's every two seconds. <laughs> so, so, after repeating it 30 times the first day, and 20 times the next day, and 10 times the next day, I started to believe this. You see, that's what happens when we do declarations. We're like, I really have authority. God has given me authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Yes, I do have authority. Because I see that when I rebuke these things, it, 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 the desire leaves. So I am filled with authority. It's what I say. And as I say it, I start to believe it. We, we sometimes think it should be the other way around. Because you feel like a hypocrite the first time. When you say it. God has given me authority. Authority. To trample on snakes and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and they will hurt me. They they will not hurt me. And then the second time you say it and the third time and then you start to believe it. Declarations of the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. What will happen if you start to believe, if we start to believe that? The Lord is my shepherd. He's going to lead me. I belong to Him. I'm His sheep. I can hear His voice. I can respond to Him. I will not want. He will not leave me. He will make me lay down in green pastures. He's going to look after me. I'm 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 going to be okay. I'm, I don't have to be anxious. I can be filled with hope because I am following the Great Shepherd. What do I say? What do I declare with my with my mouth? We had a a friend in in res with us, and we normally we prayed for him. Okay, so we were good good like that. Um, we prayed for them. But when we were with each other, we said the following. We said, we don't think he will ever give his life to Jesus. Okay, because he had a lot of things going for him. He was a good rugby player. He was a good Brannavine drinker. And the girls loved him. So we thought, oh, you know, if we looked in the natural, we thought this guy will never get saved. And one night after we've been praying for him, praying for him, but not really believing that he will get saved, we, we thought it's never going to happen. Praying for him, praying thing, he, he called us into his room, and he said, guys, I want what you have. I want to know Jesus, and I want to follow him. And we thought that this is this is impossible. It's like, was it yourself? Is this really happening? He's, he's getting saved. It's what we say that's that's important when i got saved my my father and mother saw there's something in my life that changed and um, i i used to go home and then sort of bible bash them them okay, i i've i've said to them i'm sorry um a few times but uh, we grew up quite conservative and traditional and um, i thought my i don't think my mother will be so up. You know, she was like, everything I said, she's like, no, I'm like, it's in the Bible. No, we we spoke about baptism and she's like, no, never going to be baptized. <laughs> never Never struggled with someone like that so much with someone. And um, I, th- I thought I had a plan. So I thought when we will swim together, I will just gently swim over to her and just say, Mother, in the name of Jesus, thank you, it's over. Don't argue with me anymore. But me and my father, we we said to one another, we don't know how this is going to happen. We don't know how this is going to happen. We couldn't see it and we didn't say it. But it happened, I remember the phone call, the voicemail, we were still in the movies, the voicemail afterwards. She said to me, Khili, I prayed with your father, I surrendered my life to Jesus. Thank you for not giving up hope. Thank you for not giving up hope. Precious, precious. What we say is powerful. What we see is powerful. Are we filled with hope tonight? Are we filled with hope? Do we have the eyes of Jesus? Do we have the words of Jesus inside our lungs? You know what scripture says? It says, I prayed it. It says that Jesus inhabits the praises of his people. So who inhabits the praises of your complaining? (laughs) That's a a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Who inhabits that? That's not the Lord. It, It doesn't help anyone to complain and be negative all the time. The third thing. The third thing tonight is that we need to think like Jesus to be filled with hope. Let's read Romans 15, 13 again. It says the following. It says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. In believing. There's a key there for your hope. It's what you believe. It's what you think. What do you believe? Are your mind filled with lies? You know what scripture says? It says that God sits in the heaven and he laughs over his enemy. It says he laughs over his enemy. I think that some of us, we take ourselves too serious. We, we take life too serious. We're like anxious and... Oh. It's too serious. Why do you believe? I've, 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 this is going to maybe sound a bit weird. Yes, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, you know what I sometimes does okay don't don't judge me <laughs> do what I sometimes do okay we We speak lovely Afrikaans there in ports of Sturm, okay It's a beautiful place <laughs> What I sometimes do is the following: when I hear a lie over and over and over again in my head because that's that's where the lie happens it's in you it's not the devil standing in front of you with a pitchfork and saying. This and that. It's in here. The battle is here in your mind. So when I hear the lie over and over again, I go to one of my friends or to one of my colleagues and I say to them, this is what I'm hearing. Can we just laugh about this? That's the weird part. Okay, you should try it this week. You should really try. Don't go to someone that's not in this church because we will then be that weird church again that laughs at lies, okay? So so please just go to someone that hears this message. And then you laugh with them. Tell them, listen, this is what I, this is what I heard yesterday again when I, when I struggled with my addiction or my pornography or my suicide thoughts like I've done before. This is the thought I had. I will never change. And then you go to your friend and you laugh about it. Because it's a lie. It's a lie. You will change. You will change. I remember when, when I was in, in this church, I, was, I struggled with pornography, we, being real. Struggled with addictions. I grew up and people said it's fine. That's, that's what boys do. And I started to fight it. It was one of the, one of the biggest fights of my life. Started to fight and it said no, no, no. And I remember I, 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 I failed all the time. And then one evening in church, I I literally fell to my knees and I said, Lord, if you can't help me, I'm never going to win this. And I remember God saying to me, you will change. You will change. When the Spirit of God lives inside of you, it's impossible to stay the same. He loves you too much. Okay, and I used to sit in church and I used to look at the people in front, the people dancing. The people kneeling, and I think, oh, they're so holy. (laughs) I'm never going to be like them. Look at them, surrendering, worship. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I now know that they surrender and worship because they fail as well. They fail as well. So if you're new here, if you're new here and you think you will never make it, it's a lie. If God can change me, if God can change a lot of us, He can change you. He can change you. It's a lie. Maybe you believe lies about God that is distant, that is far away. That He's not interested. That He doesn't love you. That you've missed it. It's a lie. And tonight we wanna, we need to say, Lord, your thoughts. Not my thoughts anymore. Not the lies of the enemy anymore. I want to be filled with hope. I want to be filled with hope. Maybe you believe lies about the people around you. I will never fit in here. That's a lie. I will never belong here. That's a lie. I will never have friends that look out for me, that love me. Girls, if you are again and again disappointed by other girls, you will find amazing girls in this church that will love you and not compete with you. Amen? Guys, if... if, If you get bullied, you'll get bullied here as well. Okay. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. There's a lot of great guys in this church. I know some of them. Maybe you're suspicious all the time about your friends. What are they saying behind my back? What are they thinking? Why didn't they invite me? Those lies, God wants to heal you tonight. You can trust them. You can believe the best about them. Maybe you're married. And the enemy is whispering into your ear. You cannot trust him. You cannot trust her. You cannot fully give your heart. You cannot fully just be yourself in their midst. That's a lie. And tonight I believe Jesus wants to heal our minds, our eyes and and our mouths and what we say. I want to end off the band. You can come to the front. I want to end off with, maybe some of us are, are really struggling with discouragement. John the Baptist that's, for me, the other side of hope is discouragement. It's, it's the three sisters. I call them the three sisters. Okay? If it, I don't know if you watched Fet Palace. He was... The Super Sisters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Esther and Esther Bester. What, what were their names? Esther and Esther Bester. Anyway. Okay, this is the three sisters. Discouragement, doubt, and unbelief. They go together. They walk hand in hand. Like hope and faith, discouragement, doubt and unbelief. And it will start with a thought of discouragement. And it will grow into a doubt. And it will grow into unbelief. John the Baptist sees the following. He sees Jesus coming to him and saying to him, John you need to baptize me. He says, Lord I, I'm not worthy to even tie your sandals. I cannot baptize you. Jesus says to him, submit, please do it. He baptizes him. He, see, he sees the following: he sees heaven open. I don't know who of you have had these encounters. Heaven open, a dove descending, sitting onto Jesus, and the Father saying, "This is my Son in whom I am well pleased." Now, now listen to me. If I have an experience like that, it's over. Okay, <laughs> I can go to heaven. It's like huh. I think you, you 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 feel the same. At the end of his life, he's in prison. John the Baptist, is in prison. He says to his disciples the following. He says to them, Go and ask Jesus if he is the Messiah or if we should wait for someone else. What happened there? He couldn't see anymore. He didn't have hope anymore. He was discouraged because he knew he was going to be beheaded and it's going to be the end of his life. Discouragement goes to Doubt. And it goes to unbelief. And maybe you hearing that, those voices, those voices of intimidation. Elijah kills 450 prophets of Baal. He calls fire from heaven. Hey, Spister guys, have you called fire from heaven before? Willows, maybe? Fire from heaven. Have you guys seen that? No. We haven't seen it in porch yet, although we make a lot of fires. He calls fire from heaven. The fire consumes the offering. He kills 450 prophets. The, the biggest day in the history of Israel. The next day, one woman sends him, Jezebel sends him a, a message. Says to him, I'm going to do to you the same as you did to my prophets. And he started to run. Called fire from heaven saw it with his own eyes killed 450 people ball worshippers biggest day in the, in the history of Israel and he starts to run intimidation he's so discouraged he sits in a cave he said Lord, Lord please kill me take me I'm the only one left God doesn't have sympathy on him God says to him what are you doing here get up I don't know if it's with you like this, but sometimes when I'm discouraged, I want to have comfort from God and I don't really get it. Life is so hard. Khili stand up. Go outside. Start to pray or do something with your life. Yes, Lord. But Lord, maybe just... My life is hard. Khili, please. Lay still. He speaks to me like that. He doesn't sympathize with Elijah. He says to him, get up. He loses his mantle. He loses his authority. God says to him, I want you to go back and to anoint another prophet. You cannot be used anymore because you've given it away. You've given it away. You were so discouraged and filled with doubt and unbelief that... I'm unable to use you. And I don't want us to walk away from that place of identity and authority and what God has for our life. It's in our reach. What do you see? What do you think? And what are you saying about this country, about your life, about your future? Is it filled with hope or not? Let's stand tonight. Let's stand. Thank you for listening.